I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. Courtney Berling is a registered dietitian, avid runner, new mom, and military spouse. After having her daughter nine months ago, she opted not to return to her previous job at a diabetes center. Instead, she started her own virtual nutrition coaching practice. Courtney loves to be able to mesh her love for running and nutrition to help female runners learn how to fuel their bodies right to avoid the harmful impacts of underfueling. She is on a mission to help change the mindset that runners have to be thin to win. You can find Courtney on Instagram at eatwell.performbetter. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So why don't we start by just telling the listeners a little bit about where you started out versus where you are now? Yeah. So as you mentioned in my bio, I was working at a diabetes center and it just wasn't for me. So I started Eat Well, Perform Better, my Instagram, just kind of for fun. I thought, oh, I'll just post some you know, running photos and workout videos and some recipes. I think how most of us start out, just pictures of food. And very quickly after that, I was I started talking to a few other people, ironically Libby's clients, and kind of just learning more about how you can, you know, use Instagram to grow a business. I didn't even think I would start a business when I started the Instagram. Yeah. And so when you started the Instagram, it started out as more as a personal feed, right? Yeah. And I mean, I have a personal Instagram where I post all the pictures of my daughter and my dog, and but this was kind of going to be like a hobby Instagram. Yeah. And so I love that you were able to transform that more into your business account and grow it from there. That's awesome. So let's yeah. talk about that. What are the type of clients that you work with? Like, What is your current niche? Yeah. So I work with female runners, specifically female runners who are under fueling. They may not know that they're underfueling prior to working together, but that's one thing I see. There's a huge need for that in the female running world. There's a lot of food rules and you know misconceptions of what it means to eat healthy to run. So it's really fun to help female runners break that down and learn how to fuel their bodies right and to eat enough so that they can become a better runner. Yeah. And so how has your niche evolved? Was this where you started out or did you get clearer? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Since joining Libby's program, I've gotten so much more clear in my niche and my message. Uh, When I first started, I knew I wanted to do something with running and nutrition, but I was, like I said, I was posting some workout videos, you know, like videos of me doing planks and, you know, running drills and, you know, things like that. And so Libby encouraged me to kind of drop that for now. And, you know, we can always come back to that, but to focus on one outcome and market one thing at a time. And even though that's really hard because we all know a lot, but to have to drop one thing and focus on just one, you know, one piece is, is hard, but that's what works. Yeah. And so since getting clearer and focusing on one thing, how has that affected your marketing and your ability to get clients? Yeah. So since I have just focused on, you know, the outcome of helping runners 
eat to PR um, or to run their personal record is what PR stands for, if you're not sure. Um, <laughs> but since, since focusing on just that, I've been able to, you know, really increase my, my clients, my discovery calls, because people know exactly what they're getting when they come to me. Yeah, that's really awesome. I think so often, like you said, we know so much. We want to share everything we know, but it really is important to simplify so that we don't confuse our potential clients for sure. Yeah. So, and you- I'll say, yeah, no, oh, go sorry. for it. <laughs> no, you're good. I'll say too, like prior to joining Libby's program, I thought, oh yeah, I'm niche down female runners. Like, this is great. You know, I've got a niche. And <laughs> once I joined the program, I was like, oh, I have so much more work to do. Like within a niche, there's a niche. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can always get more clear. So Exactly, exactly. And it can be scary, but then once you do it, you get consistent, you realize it works and it's important not to confuse people and to be very specific because, you know, when we help everybody or we share stuff for everybody, we're really helping nobody. We're being too general and and being more specific is always helpful for sure. So you always had this dream to start your private practice. So what led you to take action on this? Yeah, it was a combination of having my daughter and not wanting to go back to work full time and feeling like I need to find some other way to be able to be present in her life. And having your own private practice certainly allows you to make your own schedule. But for me, there was a bigger piece, which was I'm part of a military family. My husband's in the Marine Corps. And so every you know three years, we're moving, sometimes faster than that. So I just got really tired of every three years having to remake my resume, apply for jobs, go to interviews. And I thought, you know, I don't know if we're going to be a military family for 20 years, but in case we are, I want to have something that I can just take with me and continue to build on. So that's what really led me to take my practice virtual. Yeah. I love that. Just being able to work anywhere and being flexible with your family. If you move all of that, I'm sure that that alleviated a lot of stress for you in between. Indeed. Yeah. And so from leaving your clinical job or you were at a diabetes center, do you have any clinical stories to share? <laughs> I oddly liked clinical for a while, um, especially when I, I did some work in a pediatric hospital. And I really liked that. But the environment's just not always great. I mean, and it depends where you're at. Some clinical offices are wonderful. But I got a lot of pushback when I said, I don't want to come back to work. I want to spend more time with my daughter. And when we were getting ready to leave that area, actually, we had to move. And I still was like getting a lot of backlash from my coworkers. There was not a lot of support and it was just really a a nasty environment. And I will say too, like, and it's sad that a lot of clinical jobs are becoming like this, where how much more work can you do while being paid less? You know, they're always trying to cram more work into your schedule. And it was just, I wasn't able to provide great care at that point. Yeah. And so now you're, you're, out of that, you're able to create your own environment <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So since now starting your private practice, can you walk us through your experience using social media to grow your business? Yeah. I think for a lot of people, this is probably true, but still creating content is really challenging for me. I still overthink things, even though I'm getting a lot better at recreating my top performing posts and focusing on what message worked well and what pain point worked hit the right spot for my audience. It still is hard getting better every day, every week. But I do use social media a lot to connect with other people in my niche, you know, whether it be other dietitians or coaches or runners between Instagram and Facebook, I find that reaching out to people and connecting really helps grow my business. 
Yeah. And so if you could explain what your Instagram looks like now, I know we talked about before it was more of a personal feed. You shared workout videos, but how did it evolve? How would you describe your content now? Yeah. So my content now is obviously very clear, but I would say it really focuses on providing information and help dispelling myths and um, helping runners know what to do versus what else they might read on social media from somebody that's not a dietitian. So I really try to focus on providing good quality information in a clear format. Love that. That's such a simple and clear way to describe it, which is exactly what we want to portray when we're actually creating the content. Super important. So what one to two tips do you have for the listeners about how to effectively build the know, like, and trust factor on Instagram? Yeah, I really think that it takes time. And I think I'm still, I mean, I I started my Instagram account in April, my you know hobby Instagram account in April. So I think I'm still building that no like and trust. But I think right now the best way is to just show up consistently and you know show glimpses of your daily life and how you're living the message that you're saying. I think is really important. You know, and for me, showing my audience that I'm training, that I'm a runner, that I'm eating right to fuel my training is really important because then they know that I'm you know walking the walk and not just talking the talk. Yeah, exactly. And so you've said two things about getting clearer on your posts and speaking to your ideal client was really helpful and showing up consistently. So do you find that showing up consistently is more important than necessarily being clear just right when you're getting started? Yeah. And I struggled with that in the beginning because before I joined Libby Pro, I would listen to the podcast and everybody would say, just post, just, you know, it's okay if it's not perfect. And then the second I joined the program, I felt like it had to be perfect. And and it, I almost got afraid to post and I had to kind of overcome that barrier and just know that as long as it's a good message going out there, it still is a step in the right direction. And then it gets better and it, you get more clear as you keep going and it's normal for it to not be perfect in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And so in regard to showing your face, what advice would you have someone who's scared to show their face on Instagram? Yeah, that's really, really hard in the beginning, especially when you're doing video talking. I remember that my first couple of times I would, it probably took me over an hour to post, you know, a, a one minute little video because I just would delete it, delete it, and it couldn't be perfect. And so I would say, start short and sweet. If you can just even start with a picture and then once like putting pictures of yourself becomes easy, then, you know, do like little video talks and then you can build from there. But it really does get easier with practice. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, like you said, it is scary at the beginning, but the more you do it, taking those baby steps just to slowly start showing your face and realizing that people want to work with a person. They don't want to work with a feed of quotes. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. It's so true that, and people feel like they know you through Instagram, you know, and so the more you show up and the more, especially video, I think is so worth it. And and it is, it's hard, but it, that's what sells. Yeah, exactly. So how do you approach getting sales from Instagram and how has your mindset evolved? Yeah. So for me, getting sales from Instagram, I still kind of can't believe that I am getting sales from Instagram. It's all just kind of happened so fast, but when I jump on a sales call with somebody, first of all, they fill out an application before the sales call starts. So they know what I'm about and they know generally what my prices are. So I feel like by the time we get on the sales call, they're pretty interested at that point. So 
for me to connect with another runner is very easy and very casual. We usually talk about what their running goals are, what races they've run. And, you know, the running world is kind of small. You feel like you, you already know each other. Like you, maybe you've run similar races. It's just very easy to connect. So a lot of times I treat it like a phone call with a friend. And that's how it should be when you're working with somebody in your niche. You want to work with them just as much as they want to work with you. And so once you have that relationship, I have found that making the sale is actually pretty easy. Sometimes it's just getting them on the sales call is the hard part. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it definitely does. So what is your offer that you offer to these runners? Yeah, so right now, and as Libby has drilled in, is (laughs) offer one thing at a time because so often we want to say, oh, oh, I have something that will work for you. And oh, that doesn't fit your budget. Well, we could do this instead. But to offer one thing is the way to go. And so right now I'm offering a small group nutrition program for female runners. It's a six week program. And I actually have decided to do a rolling admission. So that way you don't have to have, you know, I don't know, five or six women at the very beginning and then, you know, gather everybody up six weeks later and do another session. You can keep rolling them in and then kind of reuse some of the content. And that's been really helpful. Yeah, that's really awesome. Is that where you started or did your offer evolve? my offer totally evolved. I kind of started with single sessions, but I found that most people didn't want single sessions. They wanted at least a bundle or, you know, it's really hard to accomplish anything in just one session. So I really started more with bundles. And then I did offer a few packages in there with like, you know, support in between. And, but right after the bundles, I pretty much went to the group sessions. That's awesome. And I love that you've built and now you're to the group sessions, which seem to be doing pretty well, which is really awesome. So since evolving and going through all of this, how much have you made? Like what income wise and revenue? Yeah. So I am still starting out because I know there's Livy's got some clients that really are amazing with their income and I still dream to be there one day, but I started this business. I joined on with Libby in June, early June. And I would say that was basically when I started my business. I had my very first client, like right when I started Libby's program. And so since starting in early June, about two months ago from now, I'm just shy of $4,000 in revenue, not in profit. That's amazing. I mean, you know, my goal is to end up being able to make at least 4K a month. So I have some room to grow there. But I mean, to just start out, I filed for my LLC in June and I don't, I still can't believe it's taken off like this. No, exactly. And, you know, it's so easy for us to compare to those top performers that we may see. I'm sure you see this with runners as well, but it's like we all start somewhere. And that is a really great start. I mean, just from starting only two months ago and you transitioned from a personal feed to a business feed, really getting clear. And now you've already transitioned to group programs. Like, I think that's incredible. So what is your long-term goal? You mentioned you want to make, how much did you say? You want to make 4K 4K a a month? Yeah. Is that, what about long-term goal? That's your next goal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So three, four K a month. And especially because I started this as just like, Oh, this will just be like a little side hustle, you know, give me something to do while my baby's napping. And it's already turned into way more than that. So, you know, I think, you know, three, four K a month is is extremely practical and within my reach, but you know, long-term and Libby and I have talked about this too, but you know, becoming more of a running coach and adding that piece into it to really allow me to expand my business and offer both the training and the nutrition so that when runners come to me, I can cover all of their bases, you know, and sure, maybe a few years from now, I'll be able to hire people, 
to help me with content that's taking me too long or, uh, you know, help hire other running coaches to work under me. And I think, I mean, that would be amazing one day. Yeah, that's really awesome. And I love that you've started, you simplified, you know, you want to be a running coach one day, but you started with just the nutrition and then slowly you'll build because like you said, it's so important to just offer one thing. So what advice would you give a dietitian who's just starting out? I would, I mean, definitely just start, um, you know, start somewhere wherever you are. But I think it's really important. And you said this earlier too, don't compare yourself because that held me back. I think in the very beginning, I would look at other people in my niche and I was like, wow, they have like, you know, five, 6,000 followers and like these posts are amazing. How am I ever going to do that? Or I would also feel like, oh, well, she's already doing that. So, so there's no need for me. And Libby does a really great job of approaching that growth mindset and that there's room for everybody. So I don't ever want somebody to feel like if there's already somebody in your niche that you need a, a different niche or there's room for all of us and just starting and getting out there and networking within your niche is so important. Yeah. I love that reflection. So why don't you tell us what is next for your niche or for your business? Someone said your niche for your business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we use that word so much. I know. <laughs> So as I said, I would like to add in the run coaching, but I think just really building on this group program is key. I think runners in general really like the community feel, you know, there's running groups and there's, you know, we well, we used to go to races when COVID wasn't here, but so I think building that running community and that network um, or that, you know, group feel is really going to be important for, for my niche and for my business. So I would love to just keep continuing to grow that you know, and maybe, you know, right now it's a six week program, but maybe turn that into a three month program one day. But, you know, I think there's just a lot of opportunity for growth in that program. So I really want to utilize that and, and ideally continue to get more clear in my content. Yeah. I love that. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. So where can the listeners find you? Yeah, you can definitely find me on Instagram at eatwell.performbetter. I am there, always happy to answer any of your questions, especially if you're starting out a business, because that was one thing that got me started was, you know, I found Christy, marathon nutritionist. She was one of the first people I reached out to. Your account's amazing. What? Tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> and, you know, she really helped me get my start and I would love to, to give back and help somebody else get their start. Oh, I love that. And I'm sure everybody will appreciate that for sure. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being on the podcast today. Well, thanks for having me. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.